This is Dr. Yo. Welcome to Respecting the Future. Your host is Levin Chuck Wilson, better known as Chuck. He has committed his body of work to serving individuals, families, and communities. As a social worker, he's taken the oath to be a change agent. This is the episode in the series of Self-Talk. It's all about self-management and how to move from one position to another, moving the needles and mountains in your life. So, let's talk to Chuck. Maybe you think that the message has changed. Then won't you lend me your ear, your ear. Maybe you think that the news is new And history can live again Then you ought to hear this We received so many emails about the self-talk series But Chuck, this one is a live one You ready for it? I'm ready. All right. This young lady, she turns 34 in March, and she's been in a relationship with the same person for 12 years, okay? She just finished her master's, and he's working on his bachelor's. She feels stuck. But this was her concern. If he leaves and makes something out of himself, she's going to feel like she lost out. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, a lot of different competing thoughts here. She's been with him since she was 22. And it sounds like she's not talking to him. You know, she may have excelled or be excelling educationally a little faster than he is, but that doesn't mean that he isn't excelling in another area. So my question is, you know, why does she think he would leave her? Is there something going on in the relationship? Why does she feel stuck? And she feels stuck because... He doesn't have his bachelor's. I'm, you know, I think that there's more to this story. Well, from what I read in the email, she basically, she wants to have kids. You know, that biological clock is ticking. And it's not that he's opposed to it, but she, he's never asked her. So I said to her, well, are you considering having kids? Do you want to have kids? But more importantly, I said to her, well, what do you want to do next year? Well, I think... Dr. Yo, in a situation like this, is about communications. Uh, a lot of times in relationships, especially when you've been with someone for been with someone for a while, you tend to grow apart. It's not that you're not growing; you're growing apart. It's like a it's like a freeway, and one is exiting left, and the other other one is exiting right, but they're still headed somewhere. Uh, and somewhere along the way. Uh, or maybe even at the foundation, they didn't know how to communicate where they wanted to go. They didn't know how to respect their futures with each other. Uh, but I think if she wants to get back on track uh, and really uh, stay in this relationship, and he stay in the relationship, again, we're only hearing one side of this, uh, I think to the, they should have a courageous conversation and figure out, you know, hey, where are we excelling? Where do we need to meet? Uh, what direction are we going in? Uh, get away from the I uh, situation. I, you know, I didn't hear anything about love. Right. I didn't hear anything about passion. I didn't hear any about, anything about being prepared. I didn't hear anything about growth. I didn't hear any inclusive language. Uh, from what you're telling me, she's coming from a perspective of if he leaves, will she miss out? Miss out on what? Is she talking about finances? Is she talking about him being a successful educator? I don't know what she's talking about. So I think... Uh, we need a little bit more clarity on that. And, and for, the, for our listeners, I think when you're in a relationship and you are going through something similar to 
what Dr. Yo is referring to, we should look at communications. How do you communicate? And that goes back to um, uh, growing simultaneously, growing like a vine, um, growing like a weed, uh, instead of uh, growing and developing like a highway uh, with separate exits. Well, it's interesting because the way I looked at it was, why would you wait 12 years before you come to this part? Or is it because sometimes we get into a rut, we get into that commonplace, we become so complacent, we become comfortable with one another? So now her biological clock is ticking, and she's wondering, am I going to get married? Am I going to have kids? Well, uh, again, I think one of the things that both parties should do, and I don't just want to speak from her perspective or his perspective or any one perspective, but anytime you're faced with a challenge or you're faced with concerns in a relationship, I think you should look at what the barriers are first. Identify what those barriers are. Communicate those. Have the courageous conversations. Hey, what is stopping us from having kids? What is stopping us from doing this, that, and the other? Well, then once you identify what those barriers are, look at the contributing factors. What are you contributing to these barriers? She should ask, ask herself. He should ask himself. What am I contributing to these barriers? And after you have identified those contributing factors, then start to ask yourself, well, what, am I, what is the goal? What do we want together as a team? And then start to look at, well, what can I anticipate? What are the, uh, the anticipatory factors? Example, if, it, if, you, if the goal is for her to have children, if it's their goal to have children, right. then anticipate romantic evenings, anticipate conversation, anticipate planning, anticipate the future. Uh, look at what you're contributing to the goals. Look at what you're contributing to the barriers. And I think once you look at the barriers, once you look at the goals, once you look at the contributing factors, once you look look at the anticipatory factors, then you can start looking at how to monitor the relationship. How do you monitor where you're going, where you're headed? And the other thing that I did not mention to you that she included or shared with me is the fact that they may spend 12 hours out of the week together. They do live in the same town, same vicinity, but they do a lot more of texting. And that's another thing I've been hearing from individuals with relationship, that it's not the voice-to-voice, -voice, it's more the texting. And I'm not used to that. I know for me, it's a different style of communicating to a person but the texting now, it really removes then your feelings, my feelings, where we're going. So you remove then the true conversation. Well, I don't know if it removes. It definitely adds a different element. But I don't know if it removes the feelings. I don't know if it removes um, the dynamics of, of relationship. It is a communication form that we all have to accept. If you're in a relationship with someone... Uh, whether you're married or single or you know whatever it is that you call it, you need to have that courageous conversation. Listen, tell your man, I don't like texting all the time. Look at me, touch me, smell me, 
hold my hand, right. rub my exactly. feet, touch Check. my back, you know, you know, do those kind of stuff. Exactly. But if you don't let the man know, right. and man, men, let your woman know, don't text me today. Come to the job and bring me, you know, a bologna sandwich or something, <laughs> you know. But you have to have a courageous conversation. You can't just think about these things and say, I hope and I wish may not change. You have to have a courageous conversation. Put it out there. Well, I think it's that courageous conversation this young lady is in fear of having. But, you know, I really want us to talk a little bit more about the fact that she feels that if he leaves, I guess she's considering the 12 years that she um, invested in the relationship. What if he makes something out of himself? Well, but my I, thing well, is. Well, first of all, first of all, let me, I don't mean to interrupt you, but first of all, take fear out of it. You have a plan. No fear. I mean, if you're in a relationship and fear is the operative word, that's the first word that comes to your mind. If that's the thing that's on your uh, on your plate, your agenda every day, well, there's there's something deeper wrong uh, with this situation. It's not just her biological clock is ticking. It's not just uh, that she's been in a relationship uh, for 12 years. I think she needs to be like the bear and claw below the surface a little bit more and find out what's going on. She may not really want to be with this guy. She sounds like to me uh, that she's looking for uh, a certain status. She's looking for a certain image. Uh, and uh, she's gambling, saying that if I stay with him a little longer, um, I may uh, miss out. And if he leaves, then he may really make something of himself and I miss out again. So I think there's more to this conversation than what you're reading or hearing from this person. Uh, so, uh, again, uh, the, 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 we have to contextualize this conversation and, and look at what the message is. What's the message from what message is she sending? Uh, and what message is she receiving from him? And, and and from his side, same question. My question to you then is, when we allow something to happen like that, or to us for so long, then I guess what else should we expect for him to just be comfortable? Well, again, you know, the, we've coined the phrase PBS, you know, are you going to be powerful, bold, and strong? Or are you going to be that pig that wallows in the slop, mud, and dirt that's thrown at you? Are you going to be that person that will just stay in a relationship just for the sake of staying in the relationship? Are you going to say you're strong but act weak uh, just on what you think might happen? Uh, I think you have to make some decisions. Talk to yourself and say, listen, I am powerful, I am bold, I am strong. I deserve better, I want more. Uh, and I'm not talking about material things. Uh, look at your future and say, hey, this is where I'm headed. This is, what I, this is my plan. This is my goal. This is what I'm pursuing. What about you? Ask questions to your mate. What, you know, where are we? Where are we going? What are we doing? But do you really find, though, there's a lot more communication? Do people really talk to one another? I mean, I've been out in restaurants and I see couples together and you look over to your left, they're on their cell phone. You look over to your right, they're texting. But are they really having a conversation? So maybe that's where it's it started, where we don't communicate anymore. We're listen, so busy. Listen, communication is communications, right? Verbal and nonverbal. Okay. I have clients, I have young people that uh, I see, uh, you know, in therapy, and I get more information out of them on, on, from a text than I do face-to-face. -face. And guess what? We text back and forth. 
So is that where our relationships are going towards texting? I, I can't say that's where it's going with me already be there. Okay. At the end of the day, whether you're texting, sending smoke signals, or you was in Morse code, you still need to be truthful with yourself and say, this is the plan. This is how I want to get here. This is the strategic uh, uh, ideas and plans on where I'm headed, and I want you to go with me, and let's compare and let's uh, uh, merge our plans together so we can uh, make it to that destination. But a lot of times, though, we hide behind the text messages we really, I mean, how do you know if a person is feeling sad, um, disappointed? Do you use uppercase? Do you use uppercase and lowercase? What do you do? Well, I, I mean, I can't answer that question. What I can say is if you're concerned that someone is hiding behind a text message, have a courageous conversation. Ask your mate, your lover, your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, hey, how do you feel? Just ask the question. But what if you're fearful, like this young lady is? She maybe she is fearful of the truth. Well, first of all, let's let's get this word fear out the conversation. Okay. You did uh, just, say let's, that before. Let's get this word fear out the conversation. You but know, fear is fear, my though. Fear, well, no, so not with what me. Are the words? If, from from my perspective, we have no fear. This is you have to. You want to talk to yourself? You have to start out saying, "Hey, I don't have any fear. All I have is a plan." Now, the plan may have to change. You may have to adjust and make some, some movements on the plan. But don't don't let the words fear come out of your mouth. As Again, for our believers out there, you know, I've heard over and over, as a man thinketh, so is he, right, or she. So, hey, don't talk about fear. Talk about your plan. What's your plan? If your plan is to have a child, if your plan is to be this type of professional, if your plan is to do this, that, and the other, say what your plan is. Don't talk about your fear. Squash your fear. Even though you may have it, squash it with the plan. Make your plan so heavy that fear can't exist. Well, once again, Chuck, you have got me on the communication. And you're right. I mean, there are various ways, verbal, nonverbal. And I guess I'm still not there yet with the texting as far as the relationship. But take us out. Well, Dr. Yo, let me let me let me tell you this, Dr. Yo. It's not about it's not about what you think about the text messaging. If people can't communicate by texting, let them text. What I would like to say in closing is make sure that your plan trumps your fear. We would like to say thank you to our number one engineer, Sam Walton. So stay tuned to our next conversation with Chuck. Until then, it's all about moving the needles and mountains in your life. Maybe you think that the message has changed. Then won't you lend me your end, your end. Maybe you think that the news is new. And history can live again. Then you ought to hear this.